Welcome to the Get Healthier Podcast with Rena Jadhav, who's on a quest to uncover breakthroughs and cures in living longer, healthier, and happier. Genetic testing, stem cells, rattling, talking to Silicon Valley geniuses and the best doctors in the world about the hottest products and programs to make you live an amazingly joyful life. Are you ready? Now, here's your host, Rena. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode. And today we are going to talk about the big C word, cancer, the one that we are all afraid of, and rightly so, as we know that over 1.7 million new cases of cancer get diagnosed in the U.S. alone every year, and over 600,000 people die from it. The statistics are one in three will be diagnosed with cancer, growing to a rate of one in two. 50%. That is not a number that makes me feel comfortable in a family of four, because that means two out of the family of four will be affected by this disease that is painful, miserable, and takes a lot of lives. I've had friends, family members pass away from it. I'm sure you know someone as well. So clearly, cancer is a big problem, and it's going to be a bigger problem in living a longer, happier, healthier life. So of course, We had to find an expert that knows how to cure and prevent it. And I sure did. Dr. Lee Aaron Keneally, who's an MD, has written a book, The Cancer Revolution, a groundbreaking program to reverse and prevent cancer. This episode is all about prevention. We're going to do a follow-up episode where we're going to talk about how to reverse or kick cancer out of your body if you've got it. So make sure you tune into the next episode if you're interested in treatment. But today's episode is all about prevention, and that includes your kids, your spouses, your parents. So if you've got people in your life, including yourself, that does not have cancer but are worried about it, this is the episode for you. And here's a little bit more about Dr. Keneally. She attended the University of Texas School of Public Health. She then attended the University of Health Sciences Chicago Medical School completed her postgrad training at the Harbor UCLA Medical Center in LA. She was due practicing medicine and then had an epiphany and changed direction. She founded the Center for New Medicine in Irvine in 1992. And then in 2009, she opened the Cancer Center for Healing. Dr. Keneally, thank you so much for being on with us today. Thank you, Rena. Nice to be here with you. So apparently one in three of us is going to be diagnosed with cancer in our lifetimes. Apparently we're spending trillions of dollars on cancer and yet the survival rate is what, 60%. Uh, Apparently chemotherapy only improves it by what, 2%. So we're clearly facing a killer like never before and you in your amazing book, which I absolutely loved to the point where it's underlined and highlighted and uh, (laughs) doggy marked all over, calls it an earthquake. And I've never heard it describe it as that before, an earthquake in your body. What do you mean by that? Well, because in an earthquake, right, uh, everything is, is in disorder and disarray and in chaos. And cancer is a chaotic process. And people don't know that from one cancer cell to tumor formation is 10 to 12 years, depending upon size. So that means right now, right now, right this second, we know how to prevent 
cancer. So the cure for cancer is prevention because we know how to prevent cancer. We have tests available right now, but nobody knows it, to know if you have cancer brewing, simmering, ferment in your, in your body. And when you want to, like you said before, yes, Nixon declared war on cancer in 1970s. Here we are, 2017, with one in two men with cancer and 41% of females. So yes, you know, as the famous astronaut said, Houston, we have a problem. So we have a very, very serious problem and no one, no one, and no one is talking about it. How is that possible that no TV station and no, all these newspapers, all these magazines are not talking about the amount of people who die every single day. You know, when you hear about a shooting in Florida or wherever, yes, that's important because the death of any one person is very, should be bother all of us. But now we have thousands upon thousands, about, about 560, 80,000 people die a year. So that's crazy. think about that. That's 50,000, 60,000 a month per year, I mean, per month, and no one says a thing. I, I mean, come on. And we're not, we, we're not having an open, live discussion about this. Aren't we all in this together to help one another and help heal one another? So Absolutely. there needs to be an open discussion about this. And if we all knew that we could prevent cancer, so by the time you're diagnosed, it is an earthquake because mm. you've become acidic, your body's mm. been stressed, you haven't had the nutrients you need, the hormones are off, the gut's out of balance, your body's full of heavy metal, your body's full of toxicity. I mean, all of these factors play a part to the, uh, to the ultimate final thing of now I have cancer, now what? And so right. people think that you just simply do surgery or chemo or right. radiation and you're cured. Well, that is not the case at all because the five-year survival rate is 2%. So obviously, just doing surgery, chemo, or radiation is not the final result of your cancer, or not the final result, but the final treatment of your cancer. You need to be asking yourself, why, where, when, and how did I get in this particular situation? Why do I have this diagnosis? What is exactly. the significance of me? What this? What is the meaning of this? What is happening critically in my body that I manifested a chaotic formation of cells? Or a battle. Like when I read your book, it seemed like if I have cancer, there is a war raging inside me. And how, how the heck did I get into this war? What did I do? And as you say, it takes 10 to 12 years on average for a single cell to grow into a tumor. So if I got diagnosed at 35 with colon cancer, it was brewing in there at least since 25, 26, 27. Correct. So it took a That's decade. Correct. And I love how your book talks about the tests that can be done to see if you're creating a hostile environment for your body, if you're creating uh, a, what, I, what you call a cancer-friendly environment. You talk about food and exercise. You talk about so many. We're going to talk about all of that on this podcast. But there's a very important question I have. 
what causes cancer? And you, you say 60%, there's a Otto Warburg said, when any cell is denied, 60% of its oxygen, cancer starts. That's what correct. What deprives our body? So how does that happen? What is that starting point of this war in, in our body? Yes. Well, see, what happens is, I mean, it's a multitude of effects. Like I said before, it's not like any one thing. So like, for example, if you have high sugar, if you have high toxicity, so you put all this, put all this combination of unfavorable environments together and you have a recipe for destruction of the mitochondria, which fuels the cell of every single cell in your body and creates the formation of an irregular anaplastic cell. And so, and then one cell turns into two and two turns into four, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, so when we ha have a lack of oxygen, all right, which actually the oxygen supply on the planet is significantly less over the past hundred years because why? We have pollution. And pollution mm. has created mega problems for us because we have decreased oxygen, because we are breathing, eating, and drinking more toxicity. We have less less capability of our cells to function, so we have more acidity. When you have more acidity, you have more less oxygenation because on a chemical reaction, if you have lots of acidity, if your pH goes down, we're supposed to have an ideal pH of 7.43. Well, if your pH goes down, when we were in medical school and training, we used to do arterial blood gases to determine how seriously ill the patient was by checking the pH of their arterial blood gas. So if someone's blood gas was, they're acidic, and we're talking very mildly acidic, that means that we have a very, very seriously ill patient. So in today's world, it's not practical to check arterial blood gases. So you can do a urine pH, a, a saliva pH, and you can draw, draw the blood, not for an arterial blood gas, but for a venipuncture for your veins, your pH. And so I just found out there's a machine from Germany where I can put all these numbers together and to come up with what ideally is or what is going on with the patient at this time. So, so it, it, you can start checking a saliva and a urine, most likely saliva when you first wake up in the morning, a saliva pH is great to check. And, mm -hmm. um, and, and it's amazing how, how if you, you can tell right away if your pH of six, you can buy them at any health food store online. Uh, you can immediately start checking yourself again today. So what happens when your pH is low, not only the oxygenation, but all the biochemical reactions in your body, that you're, you're, you're basically functioning at 50% uh, of, you know, functionality. You're at half, the, the sale is half masked, right? So, right? so for everybody, and we're all living acidic lives because you're acidic sure if you're are. toxic. You're acidic if you're stressed. You're acidic if you eat uh, tons of acidic foods. If you drink a carbonated beverage like Diet Coke or Coke or whatever, any of those drinks, or you drink lots of coffee, you drink lots of things, you're going to have, you're going to just basically be pouring acid into your body. And so and we, we all, all start need, our days with caffeine, don't we? We all need exactly. our mocha lattes That's, or our dark root caffeine in the morning. What would you recommend are your top three 
foods or drinks to alkaline the body if someone doesn't want to go into great detail in understanding the compositions of the various foods. I actually have a little chart that shows me what's alkaline and what's acidic, and I'm always surprised at the kinds of foods that show up on the, on the charts. But what would you say are your top three recommendations for someone listening to this podcast going, hey, what's the quickest way I can alkaline my body quickly and inexpensively? Um, well, the easiest thing you can do is green, 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 everything green, cilantro, a cucumber, cucumbers are probably the most alkaline of all the vegetables. So, and most people love cucumbers, right? Mm-hmm. But you can make a cucumber, celery, cilantro, kale, spinach, juice. I tell people if you don't eat uh, vegetables, you, you drink them. Um, but I personally drink 10 ounces of juice every single morning. And so mm-hmm. the other thing that I have my patients do that costs no money is they do baking soda. They do, like all my cancer patients, because um, uh, they are um, all acidic. All the cancer patients are very acidic, right? I mean, they just tend, that's just the, yes. the that's where they are at this point in time. And so, um, anyway, uh, but uh, greens, 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 that's the thing you want to do, um, is drink as many green drinks as you can. And I tell people, if you don't, can't afford fruit juice, or excuse me, green juice, or make it yourself, or buy it at the store, I tell people get a green powder. So I use multiple green powders. They're very inexpensive. They're very, they work. My, my staff swears by them. They drink them two or three times a day. They'll put a, a teaspoon, tablespoon of green powder and they say it's amazing how because you feel so much better when you're not acidic. You feel so much more energetic, clear-headed when your body is alkaline. So lemon, drinking lemon, lime, and grapefruit in your water is very, very um, alkaline. So uh, okay. those are the only fruits that are alkaline. All the other ones are either neutral or acidic. So, But I always tell people you can... Eat things, you can eat foods, you know, but be careful. I, I tell people to really avoid carbonated beverages, okay? okay, because a carbonated beverage, the pH is something like 3.7. It's very, very, very low. Uh, and I tell people if you drink coffee, you need to drink organic coffee and you need to buy coffee that doesn't have a lot of acidity. They have co- coffees that don't have acidity. So, um, um Anyway, um, he, does, you know, does it, yes. does it mean that if my body's alkaline, cancer cannot develop? Because I've heard some people actually make that statement. Well, I tell people when you have, when you get diagnosed with cancer, everything is out of balance. So it's not just acidity that's out of balance. It's everything that's right. out of balance. And but if so, I don't have cancer yet. And mm-hmm. if I, as of today, start to keep my body completely alkaline by following your advice, I'm going to take my green juice and my powder and my, by the way, your book talks about alkaline drops as well right. as some, some other wonderful treatments. Does that mean that cancer will not develop, that cancer really needs an acidic environment? Or alkalinity is one important tool but you can still develop cancer if, in an alkaline body if the other aspects are out of balance. Right. Well, I tell people, you know, everything matters 
That doesn't mean, mm-hmm. though, because you wake up acidic every single morning, you're going, you might get an infection instead of cancer. <laughs> right. Right. Or you might, get, right. Uh, you might get a urinary tract infection. You might get a sore throat, but you may not get cancer. There has to Got be it. all of these ingredients for you to finally, you know, you have toxic exposure, you're acidic, you're stressed, you're nutritionally mm-hmm. deprived, you may have, you know, uh, high sugar, you may have low thyroid. So it's usually a whole constellation of symptoms. No patient comes in here with cancer and their body's in excellent shape. Nobody. So what would so you say? So that's are why the top I say five? it takes ten years. It takes ten yeah. years to develop cancer. So just being acidic for month on end isn't necessarily going to say okay. But you may you'll have a tendency though to develop other medical problems like osteoporosis and infections, destruction of your organs. I mean, acidity is like pouring acid rain on the forest. So it's destructive. So your body becomes in a catabolic state when that happens. So, What would be the other items? So in order for people that are listening in that don't have cancer, but they want to prevent it, they do not want to be a statistic. They want to be the 50% that did not get cancer in their lifetime. What are the other causes of cancer beyond the fact that it's the cell that's deprived of oxygen, there's acidity issues? You talk a lot in the book about other contributing factors. Could you share those? Yes. Um, Okay. Well, the key thing that we all of us need to collectively focus on is the cure for cancer is prevention. So the most important thing, the single, single most important message I will resound today and every day that I speak is to establish a mindset before you get into, before you get out of bed every morning. So you're going to decide to have a PMA, a positive mental attitude no matter what. You are going to be happy no matter what. You are going to feel good no matter what. So before I get out of bed, I I lay recumbent and I think about how great my life is, how happy I am, how much knowledge I have, how fantastic my immune system is. I start saying gratitude of affirmations. And so I, I say every day how thankful I am that I have a pillow, a bed, a, you know, healthy children. I'm protected. I have an office to go to. I have a profession that I can, uh, you know, live with and love and teach people. Um, you know, you, all of us don't, you know, we, everybody walks around a lot of times complaining. No, don't complain. Say, what can I do to make a situation better? How can I create more love and harmony with myself and with every single person I encounter? Think how the world would be if we would lose our judgments and love people. To hear a highly trained, well-regarded MD like yourself talk about emotions and the importance of waking up happy, it just warms my heart because that's what I hear the sadgurus of the world preach, right? They are a different group of people that have been saying that for thousands of years. All disease starts in the gut and the mind. You know, stay happy. And very rarely do you hear a doctor, an MD, 
talk about the importance, the critical importance of keeping your body in a state of joyful gratitude. So thank you for sharing that and, and saying that that's actually the most important thing you can do is, is that. Well, because when you, of- your thoughts, your thoughts become a thing. Mm-hmm. Let's say you have an idea. You're a businesswoman. You have an idea to sell the best pancakes in the whole wide world, right? Before you start this corporation and all your franchises, it became a thought in your head. So Mm -hmm. a thought becomes a thing. So your thought that you're saying becomes an actual manifestation in your body or around you. So if you are thinking bad thoughts, it is being directed to someone or to somewhere in your body. Interesting. And there's 75 so, million cancer cells, so it's being directed probably to one of those 75 million cancer cells. You right, talk about. or your regular cells, or your immune cells. Your immune cells are either happy or they're not happy. Your liver cells, your kidney cells, your heart cells, all those cells have energy, right? People don't mm-hmm. understand that. People don't realize that they have a photonic energy that surrounds them like a halo, around every single cell in your body. You are energy. You're, and words are words. What you say to people, if you read the book, force, Power Versus Force, he talks, he's a medical doctor that talks about just how your words have an energetic value. And so, so if true. you say, sweet words nourish seeds to be powerful. So true. You know, you have children, right? That's right, too. Right. And what do you say to your children? Do you tell your children, oh, you're a piece of loser, you, you're not worth anything, you can't do anything, you, you don't say things like that because, you, first of all, you love your child, but number two, you know intuitively, not scientifically, intuitively, you know that that will be damaging to your child. That's right. That's right. Okay. You don't have to read a book. You don't have to read a science experiment. You don't have to talk to an expert. You know in your innermost being that how you speak to someone, whether it's your child or anyone else, will either enhance or deter from that person. That's right. So, so just simple. I tell people, we make things so complicated. Life is rather simple, it's rather brilliant, it's rather elegant, and resilient, but fragile all at the same time. But if we learned from early on, when the mother has a baby, she needs to realize that she's creating the most powerful miracle that she will ever be creating in her entire life. So today, a mother needs to be educated six months before pregnancy because autism rates are so high that you've got to detox and plan your whole body before you have a baby. Then, Then once you have a baby, you've got to make sure that you are being the mother that you need to be to have this most incredible child. And so that's not just how you feed them. That's not how you sleep. It's everything. And because if anyone analyzes the rate of illness and the incidence and prevalence of illness today, we would all 
all of us be in outrageous shock and take a stance today that we've got to do something. But because it's not in social media, it's not on the news stations, it's not in the newspaper, we have to create this outrageous awareness that the human being is one of a kind, it is outrageously special and irreplaceable. Absolutely. Absolutely. In your book, you talk about nine tests that I can take to find out if I may be developing cancer. Right. Well, we talk can about the talk tests. About, so they, yeah, let's talk about what I would do. So, yes, so yesterday yeah. I had a patient who had, um, she says there was something questionable on her thermogram. A thermogram is a, a vascular, physiological image of your breast. And she goes, Dr. Kinley, I've had Lyme since 2002, 12, excuse me. And I just, before I start invading my body, I just want to know if I have cancer. So I said, okay, mm-hmm. well, in two weeks, we'll figure it all out. Well, first of all, I would check everything in her blood to make sure her blood sugar is not high. She doesn't have inflammation. She has good vitamin D levels. All of her nutritional levels are good. I would check her pH. I would check tumor markers, all that that is covered by any insurance com- company. All of that, all of it, every single okay. bit of it is covered by a conventional insurance plan. Then the specific cancer test, I, there, I do a blood test called the cancer profile. It's a blood test and a urine test. It's fasting, and it checks for several different markers in the blood and urine. One of them is HCG. HCG is the hormone of pregnancy and the hormone of malignancy. And so, obviously, um, pregnancy, we know HCG, but it's also the hormone of malignancy. So it checks that. It checks if you have an anaerobic metabolism. You were talking about Otto Warburg. It has an enzyme, PHI, that measures if you are in an anaerobic state. Then it will check your DHEA, which is the hormone of the adrenals. The adrenals are your stress, immune, and longevity gland. And everybody in every age is stressed out today. Then we have your TSH, which is your thyroid. Your thyroid drives the metabolism of every single cell in your body. Then it checks for GGT because GGT is a very, very um, uh, uh, great enzyme of liver um, activity. Very inexpensive test also. And then it checks CEA. CEA is a nonspecific marker for lots of cancers. And so... This is a test that, that tells me, it's like fortune telling to see if there's an environment for cancer or anything is positive. Then we, I do a blood test called the Oncoblot. The Oncoblot measures the Enox 2 protein. Now, that, this test came back, oh, probably it was just basically launched about three years ago. And the Enox 2 protein is present in all cancer cells. So this will tell me if you have, I think it's 33 tissue types of cancer. And so it has an accuracy of about 95%. So I never use, Rena, one test Mm -hmm. because one test, you want to be double checking, triple checking, quadruple checking. There, then the other fourth test is a blood test called RG. It, the lab is called RGCC. It's in Greece. And um, the reason why it's in Greece is the doctor is Greek. And now he trained his whole life in Germany, though, and just moved to Greece uh, several years ago. So the lab is there. 
And uh, in Germany, they have excellent, superb education, especially in science. So he's an MD, PhD in molecular genetics and biology. And so if something is growing a millimeter, a millimeter, millimeter, you know, that's like a line of a pencil, it starts releasing something called circulating tumor cells and circulating stem cells. So that's a blood test. We send off to Greece and it comes back in about eight days and it will tell me if something is already happening in your body. Then the other test, and it's very, yeah, it's a very accurate test, extremely accurate. And now that test is being done all over the world, except the best laboratory that I've used all over the world is the one in Greece. Then the fourth test I do is something called the bioimmune survey. You have acupuncture points on your fingers and toes that correspond to every organ in your body. And um, I, it will tell me what systems are in balance and what's out of balance. We know what, what should, how, we know the, the hertz value of every organ system in our body so we know if it's in balance or out of balance. Then I do something called the bioimmune survey and it tells me I, from year one to 10, where something is showing up, what weakness is showing up. Is it liver? Is it kidney? Is it breast? Is it right side, left side? And so I do all, usually all four of those tests. Okay. And I, I come up with my um, protocol to a prevention. Now, these are people, nobody is sick. Um, nobody's, you know, these people don't come in sick. They just had a mother, father, brother, sister, uncle, niece, nephew that had a horrific experience with cancer and they don't want to get cancer. Exactly. Yes. So it's anybody and everyone. And don't think if you're young, all the patients I've been seeing just for the past month, they're all less than 40. That's not a good sign. It's definitely hitting a lot younger demographic. Yes. There's no question so I am about seeing it. Yeah, so many young people, and what people need to understand is that cancer in a young person is way more serious because your DNA is quickly replicating much faster right. than a 55-year-old. Right. So you have to watch those patients who've had cancer, um, or, I mean, who who are had cancer, and they they have an opportunity to prevent it ever coming back again. So we have got to, we can win this war on cancer, but we have to create an awareness. We've got to educate people. We have to empower Absolutely. people with knowledge. We've, and, and these tests, all this testing is not expensive. It is not that expensive. So talk about Listen, that. I tell people, yeah, I tell people, if you don't spend energy, time, money on your health, on your wellness, you will be spending all your energy, time, and money on your illness. I promise So you. true. So true. So if you just do the things that uh, really, listen, treat everyone beautifully. Love everyone, no matter what. Get, breathe in great oxygen. Go outside and live in, be in nature every day. Sleep. Sleep eight to nine hours. Do not stay up and do computer to the I don't care who you are, what you are, and what you do. Mm -hmm. Drink one, lots of beautiful, pure water. Eat foods mm -hmm. that nourish, strengthen, heal your body. Move your 800 muscles every day and decide on one thing to detox regularly. You will probably live pretty well. But how many people can follow those pillars of health? Very few. Nobody. 
Nobody. Yes. You know what? Nobody. Because we live in a world a franticness. that no longer encourages that, right? Yes, the world yes we live exactly. In encourages but we have to take a stand. Extreme. Yes, mm-hmm. we have to take a stand to educate and tell people, look, let's all together just try it for yeah. one week. I, I do it, yeah. and I live a very, very, very busy, crazy life. But I do it because I know that I will pay if I don't. And That's my right. whole life, I've been focusing on prevention because of my own, you know, my own personal story. And so, right. um, so I, I know it can be done. And uh, people, you know, we all have to pay, give attention to our intentions. Yes. Yes. You talk about this universal tool against cancer and you call it detoxification. You say there's one universal tool you would recommend to someone who's listening in this podcast. You'd say detoxify. Where are the toxins coming from? So talk about what are the top causes of of toxins in our body. And then, of course, share, share with our listeners, what are your top detox therapies? You list a lot of them in the book. Just share your top one or two. Well, okay. I'll, I'll tell you. So detox, when I say detox, it's your mind and your body, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, always. Okay. So we're going to talk about the body right now. Okay. So the body, we, we all are living in a sea of toxins. We drink it, we eat it, we breathe it, and we're absorbing it through our skin. Now, everybody is unique in their ability to detoxify and absorb toxins. So some people like have amazing detoxification capabilities and really aren't very toxic people. But that is rare, very, very, very rare. But one of the, the, if you have no money, let's say you have no money and you can't, you can't afford anything, fast. Mm. Fast. Minimum one day a week. Drink, do a water fast. That doesn't cost any money. That's easy. It, yeah. It's easy. Okay. So the second thing I would tell people to do would be to cleanse their liver. So I have in my book, I have an oral liver flush or the other liver flush is your coffee enema. Now, why your liver? Your liver, what does your liver do? Your liver is your filter organ of detoxification. So our internal organs of detoxification are our liver, our kidney, and our colon. And so your liver is processing every single thing. So you need to do a liver cleanse. Well, I have my patients, healthy or not healthy, patients who just come in for routine physical exams, everyone cleans their liver every season. Got it. It doesn't cost very much money. Olive oil, grapefruit juice, it's not that, and Epsom salts and vitamin C, it doesn't cost that much money to do that. But you will feel phenomenal. Now, another thing that I absolutely love is an infrared sauna. I tell people it's the best investment they'll make in their health. Now, I've had an infrared sauna in my office for about 17 years, so I know how well it works because we recommend it all the time, and I've never had a patient say, oh, my God, I don't feel amazing. So mm-hmm. uh, infrared sauna, because you're in the reason why, because your fat cells are deposed for toxicity because a lot of them, they stored in the fat. So you can't get them out of the fat unless you sweat it out. And sweating by running a marathon or a run is not the same kind of sweat that's in an infrared sauna. They've done analysis of the sweats to show the difference in toxicity, but any kind of sweating. So let's just say your gym has a steam sauna. Go in there and do that every day. 
And then if you can, you can do an infrared sauna. Now, I tell people if you don't buy an infrared sauna, that they would take a bath of Epsom salts and baking soda and clay. So, And they would do that as often as they can, once a week. Be reasonable. Don't try to achieve perfection. It will drive you crazy. So just try to, try to achieve some kind of um, things that you know you can do. And you don't do everything overnight. You don't learn how to play the piano overnight. You don't raise a child overnight. You don't become an expert in math overnight. Take your time to master your health. Health is a process, not an event. I love that as well. It's a process. It really is. And it's a lifestyle. I call it lifestyle redesign. The lifestyle we live in is really, I think, artificially created by the media we watch, the cheesy pizzas and the beer and and the late nights. And I think really, especially reading your book, just reminded me how critical it is for all of us to think about creating a new lifestyle, sort of a lifestyle redesign. And I love how you've got the 14-day I call it lifestyle redesign recommendation in your book in terms of, hey, what do you do when you wake up? Then what do you do? What do you have for breakfast? So anyone who's listening to this podcast and looking for some more detailed information, Dr. C's book is fabulous and actually gives great details in terms of day-to-day, hour-by-hour recommendations, both in terms of how to live, how to detox, what to do, what to eat. You talk about supplements. Now, they're controversial. There's a side of them. Well, anyone who sells supplements claims that they're a cure-all. And anyone who doesn't sell supplements, especially sometimes on the, on the conventional medicine side, claims, eh, it's just expensive pee. And then there's others who say, take supplements but never a multivitamin, always one or two, depending on what your nutritional analysis is. Where do you come out on supplements specifically as it pertains to preventing cancer? All right. Well, the most important thing, every patient can check their blood to see what they need. Okay. So vitamin D is done on every single person. Vitamin D is done on every single person. Okay. Um, I mean, I do a vitamin D on every level. I would say that I would say 99% of people coming in here have, have low vitamin D. All right. So most people need about 5,000 units of vitamin D a day. That's number one. Number two, I check um, CRP. CRP is a a non-specific marker for uh, inflammation in the body. So, um, and if if your CRP is high, that you probably need some essential fatty acids. Now, I do a nutrition test. That's uh, the the copay amount for the average insurance company is about a hundred dollars, and it checks all the nutrients your body. It tells me if you need exactly what you need. I do not give people anything unless they need it. So we have the science available today to know exactly. So I do that about once a year. So why wouldn't someone do that? Your body's going to work right when your mitochondria have the right nutrients. Your body's not going to work right if you don't have vitamin deficiencies. So I don't guess. I guess if patients don't have money. So I guess on what they need. I guess. It's and probably I have the a pretty best good. $100, though, right? It's the best yeah, $100. Exactly. That's what I tell people. I mean, why wouldn't you know? Why go spend thousands of dollars on supplements when you really yeah. don't even know if you need them? So exactly. uh, we, have, we have phenomenal tests that check what you need. And you do that once a year. Mm. How, how difficult. That's not complicated. So, so not people... 
the regular doctor is guessing if they're not doing that. So, Got it. You talk about the aluminum and antiperspirants, lead and lipsticks. What's the problem with those specific products? And what, what are all these toxins out there? And how can we prevent getting them in us? Well, first of all, uh, you can't stop breathing, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you can't not stop till, breathing. Not till my last breath, yes. Yeah, so I do have patients, depending on who they are and what they are, I have them do a lung cleanse, okay? Like I, th- I personally think because lung cancer is increasing because of pollution. So there's been mm-hmm. a dramatic increasing in lung cancer from pollution, not smoking. And, um, and so I have, I think patients unfortunately should be doing a regular lung cleanse. Now, first of all, you've got to start eating things that do not have toxins. Okay. So you've got to try to buy organic. You've got to go to your local farmers markets that they care about who their end consumer is. Right. So you want to try to buy organic fruits and veggies. All right. That's where you start. You buy products that don't have toxins, right? You can buy right. any cleaning product that doesn't have toxins. You can buy any makeup now today that doesn't uh, cost a lot of money that doesn't have toxins. You can buy. I don't even use deodorant. Why don't I need to use deodorant? Because I've been detoxing for over 15 years, so I don't ever need de- I don't need deodorant. Okay. So I don't personally use deodorant, um, and so. Uh, you've got to have shower filters on your showers. Otherwise, you're taking in all the chlorine, fluorine, and all the chemicals. There's chemo water in the, in the shower that you're taking, okay? There's pharma water completely in the water that you're bathing in. You've got to invest in a good uh, water system to purify your water, some kind. I don't care if it's you know, what kind of system, any kind of system to purify your water is better than nothing because the water is loaded. I had a little boy, I was doing a phone consult with his mom right before I came and he's 17 years old and he had high levels of antimony. I checked his heavy metals. Antimony, you're like, okay. So then I look up the World Health Organization's posture on antimony. I'm like, oh my God, yeah, it's all in the food and the water. So I'm like, and so she goes, oh, well, we just got a Berkey system and we've changed our water system. So you have to, you have to invest in your health. But I tell people, if you have, if you don't have health, you have nothing and no wealth, for sure. Very true. You've in fact dedicated entire chapter to exercise and stress management through meditation, Tai Chi. How scientifically important are both exercising and stress management to prevention and recovery? And what is your favorite form of exercise? You talk a lot about rebounding. You talk about lymph cleanse. Share a little bit of that with our listeners today. Okay, well, we are a sedentary society. You know, everybody 100 years ago moved all the time because there was nothing automated. Now we have everything automated, so sitting is the new smoking. So everyone sits. And so if you work at a computer, you've got to get up every hour and move, move, move. You've got to move. You have to move because your body won't work if you don't move. Your lymphatics won't. Nothing will work. Your body can't work. Your brain can't work. Nothing can work if you don't move and you don't exercise. So people think they have to go to a gym to exercise. I, I go, no, you don't have to go to a gym. Don't make it complicated. Don't make it expensive. Just go outside and be in nature. 
like I hike. That's what I personally do. I go hike. Now, I also have a machine at home called the Max Trainer, and I do that every single day because if I don't have the opportunity from for weather or time, I go and do that. Um, but if you need, if you want to go to a gym, go to a gym. Um, but you have to move. You have to exercise. There is no optional. It's nothing. It's not optional. Now you don't have to exercise hours. You don't have to become a marathon runner. You don't have to become a triathlete. But any kind of like there's that seven minute workout. That's pretty darn good because you get your heart rate up to a certain level. Um, but any kind of activity, like I said, if you are sitting at a computer, go take the stairs and walk five flights of stairs or go outside and put your, if it's cold, put your coat on. If it's not cold, walk and absorb the sunshine. Um, but mm-hmm. any kind of exercise, you can walk further from the car. Take, you know, there's so many little things that you can do to add movement instead of intercoming here. Like here, I have a large office, so I don't use the intercom. I walk to every person I want to talk to. So I incorporate mm-hmm. every kind of activity in my daily life. And everyone else can do the same thing. Now, you can do yoga. You, if you want to, you can get a YouTube on any activity from yoga to Tai Chi to Qigong. Uh, so there's no excuse for you not doing 20 minutes of something every day. You break it up into 10 minutes and 10 minutes. Break it up into five minutes. I don't care how you've got to. You have to do it. It's not, a, it's not optional. It's not negotiable at all. I'm sorry, but that's just the way it is. I have to tell you, in 31 years that I've been practicing, getting people to move is the most difficult thing I have and difficult challenge that I have with patients. So true. That's part of what we're trying to do with Heal Circle is trying to create groups of people that meet every month and motivate and inspire each other, go on hikes together, do detox sessions together, do fasts together, because it right. really is hard to do it alone. It's very hard yes. to do it alone. Yes, and you have a, a living community that you do things with. Uh, you know, walk, have a partner that you walk with on a regular yeah. basis. Maybe not every day, but let's, you know, commit to two days a week of something and then two days on your own. Uh, it's exactly. just really, really, um, like I tell husband and wives that come in, I go, you need to do this with her. You know, do it together. And if someone's sick and the family comes in, I go, oh, the whole family needs to do this. We all need to, give, we all need to be embracing the same um, values of health. This is a value. So true. So true. Dr. Keneally, this has been so insightful, so important, what you are doing in terms of spreading the message, the truth, the truth about cancer and how we absolutely can live cancer-free. Either we've been diagnosed or we haven't yet been diagnosed. There are so many great things you, you recommend in your book. I highly recommend everyone read The Cancer Revolution. Before we leave, is there one important parting advice you'd like to share with our listeners today? Yes, and I say this all the time, and I tell every single patient, Rena, and I will tell you and anyone listening, decide to be happy and loving. Mm. Every day. It's a decision. It is. It is. Well, you heard it here. Stay smiling. Stay joyful. And Dr. Keneally, thank you again so much for your time today. You're welcome, Rena. It was great to be with you today. 
That's a wrap. Share your love with a five-star review and get show notes at healthbootcamps.com. Connect with us on Health Bootcamps Facebook and Twitter. Also, don't forget to check out other great interviews and subscribe to the Get Healthier podcast today.